sitting over here with a dab rig on on my feet, you know, just playing trying, soccer with the glass. Trying to trying to break shit, trying to play. Uh, what is it? What's the what's the fucking thing in a china shop? Touch butt. A bolt. No, I'm just playing. Just playing. Great, 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 great. Well, so, so wait, hold on. Not not to not to. A bowl, a, a, a bowl in a china shop. That was what there it was. You go, there you go. Turn his up a little bit. Oh yeah, my fault. We all good though. We all good though. Welcome to another episode of a Burning Tree Convo. My name's Mike. My name's Killer. Who are you here today? It's AG Cubano, man. What's good? Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Glad to have you here today. My dog. My yes, dog. Sir. For sure, for sure. We've been rocking. Yeah, for sure. We, so we, we've been catching up a little bit before, yeah. but uh, just just we'll ask on camera how you been. What, what's Hell going yeah. on? What, man, everything you been good, man. I'm out here, you know, just taking it one day at a time, man. Yeah. That's it. You feel me? Oh God. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <coughs> Jesus Christ. Yesterday. We were having a power outage so bad, it was like every 10 minutes our shit would just go out. Yeah, that rolling of the blackout heat. shit, that was not cool. Yeah. No work was done yesterday. No, like I, like literally none. The hottest day in the history of San Jose, they say yesterday. I can't believe it. No cap, that's what they said. I can't believe it. But look, I want to, uh, you know, I got a, I got a few topics I want to get into today. Uh, but I, I guess, you know, I'll say first, I know you because, you know, when we first linked up, I first met you. Obviously, I knew you as a rapper, and I, I shot, you know, we shot a couple videos, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then as time went on, you, you kind of, like, ended up doing a lot of different things. Like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And I, I always respect Jack of all that, trades. Exactly, yeah, jack of all yeah, trades. Yeah. I always respect that. So I kind of wanted to, like, first ask, like, has it always been like that? Like, from the start, were you always wanting to be more, like, on the different venues? Or was it kind of yeah, like I mean, there was you know, a point was where like, you stopped? You always got to have more than one hustle, I feel like, you know what I'm right. saying? Because if anything ever slows down, you always want to have something to pick up the slack. You know, it's like, um, you know, when I met you, I think I met you through Easy. Remember, Easy was doing yeah. a video with Easy. That was when I had my clothing store on the south side right there on Monterey. Oh. See what I'm saying? I had the clothing That's store. I've, I've done the music shit. I've had, got the weed company. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been... Anything that I see an opportunity and anything that I see a vision in, I just pursue it. You feel me? And not everything works out. Some things take off. Some things don't. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I shoot the shot. You feel me? Yeah, <laughs> well, for sure, for sure. I mean, that's... I live by that same shit. You know what I mean? Like, I started off making beats. And obviously now we're doing the podcast or the clothes and shit. Like, what was the first thing? Was rapping the first thing you started yeah, with? Yeah, I think rap was the first thing that, like, when I was... <laughs> bro, I've been in the game for years. It was, like, 2009 when I put out my first... Uh, my per first tape Feet to the Street with the Demolition Man oh, they were like okay. DJs that were hella popping back back then you know what I'm saying so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what started it and then you know what I'm saying it was like you said 2009? yeah that was in 2009 so I was then, 8 by the way <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> that was way back man so it's like I've been rocking it. it's like the more you do music I feel like you realize it's like it comes in waves you feel me like I've had some success in music and I've had times where it's like damn this shit died out Straight you feel me so it's like show. you could like it's stressful being an artist depending on just music. You feel me? Like in those off times, you need like yeah, you said, bro. Because it'd yeah. be like high highs, and it, when you get it in the music, you feel like this is perfect. It's gonna always be like this. Right. <laughs> like exactly. you convince yourself that shit every time. Like nah, yes, finally made yeah, it. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? That it's is like, factual. But sure. it's like you know how this game goes. Like if you don't have another one right on deck, like that shit will fizzle out as fast as it went up. You right. feel me? So it's like for me, it was like always like okay, I don't feel comfortable knowing that i'm gonna pay my bills every month off this shit you feel me yeah, like yeah. i gotta have something this steady you feel me like especially once i started having kids yeah because yeah. it just made it before that i was just like traveling everywhere pursuing rap period you feel me right. like after that i was like all right i need something more like you know like to where you could keep it local yeah. a little more and shit i could depend be, on yeah. something a little more too you feel right me? Yeah, and yeah. so what what uh what was the transition was it the weed or would you say um i i, I think the transition was kind of having having my kids like i said it right. just made me be like okay i'm not gonna get a straight job or nothing like that because I've, I've never done nothing like that but there i see off my relationships and the, the people that i've met and the people i've been rocking with there's opportunities there like gold toes was like i work with gold toes and gt digital i'm the creative director right. he was on my head for like years before i i really started doing it because, you know, when you a rapper, you don't want people telling you, come be an A&R, come be a manager. Right. Yeah, like, right, right. They're kind of backhanded. Fuck that shit. I'm rapping, yeah. bro. Like, bro. I'm still rapping. Fuck that. You feel me? I mean, so it's, I it's easy like... to take that, like, as a backhand kind of like, oh, yeah. wait, so I shouldn't be rapping? Like, yeah, what the fuck? Well, yeah, <laughs> you feel like that for sure right, when you're yeah, rapping. Yeah. But you be like, nah, bro, you could do this. Yeah, I know yeah. you could do this. And I'd be like, man. And finally, I was like, all right. I, I see the vision in it because I'm not going to lie, Toes was way ahead of his time with that shit, with the, di the digital shit. You feel me? Like right. at the time, we were still printing up CDs and shit. That's you feel me? Crazy. So it was like, <laughs> he started the digital shit at the same time 
people were still dealing with CDs and right. stuff like that. They were acting like it was a waste of time or something. So he was like real early to it, probably to the point where he couldn't even get it to hit with everybody else in that exact moment. Yeah, and like, now you see it. It was just like, like one at a time, and then yeah. slowly, I'd be like, man, like it was like just it's like you know it's like getting a million pennies. You feel me? Like right. and putting them in a bucket, but it takes a while to really build it to actually start to see money. You feel me? But it'll like, all be worth it. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's yeah. why I'm like, man, I'm on a I'm on a 10-year uh, program right now with this with this digital shit. You feel me? If yeah, I could yeah. help artists and put them out and get my little percentage, it just starts to add up. You Absolutely. feel me? And then next thing you know, it's like it's a whole other artist that doesn't even exist because I got all these different percentages. It's like, boom. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, now yeah. it's just the catalog keeps growing. All right. No, that's super on point. I mean, that's, that's kind of like damn near what we've been. I mean, no, I'm not going to say what we've been on because we're not, like, paying nobody yet or nothing. It's not super, super official, but... I totally feel you with the whole like trying to have a long-term plan right like i mean i feel like with our brand we're trying to build it slowly the right way well you guys are a team because like for one you're somebody that you make you make beats and you're someone who you make videos so for a rapper they need both of you guys right, right. so that's why i was telling you i need a studio in here because that's for sure i could be like hey bro i got you on a beat or hey bro we could do a video and boom now you guys got some of your content like, let's record now. that shit right now well, yeah, you start to have your own content though yeah. you feel me that yeah. even though it's another artist you did a deal with them and now that's your song you know what i'm saying you start building up your your library and whatnot because i tell artists this is one thing i always tell artists is it's like man like Let's be real. We want to go platinum for show. That's what we in this shit for. Like, we, I want to put plaques on the wall, but let's be realistic. Like, is it realistic for you to make $20 a month off that song? I think that's a realistic goal. You feel me? Like, is it realistic that. to yeah. make $50 right, right. on that song a month? You feel me? And if you do that a couple hundred times, you do the math, and now it's like, realistically, you could now pay your bills off this. You could now potentially pay your rent off this. Right. You could help your kids, whatever it is. You feel me? So yeah. I tell people, like, there's two sides of the game. Don't get a, don't get it twisted. We pushing to get these plaques. Yeah, hell yeah. But in the meantime and in between time, you could be building this house. I tell people, you're building that house one brick at a time. Right. Each song is a brick. You feel me? Like, just build the catalog. Like, yeah, just one song at a time, bro. Like, do that over a couple years and then see where you at. And I've done that with a lot of my artists. And, like, in the beginning, they're like, oh, we're not making enough. Right. But now we, two, three years later, it's like, okay, see, the check's starting to get a little bigger now. You feel me? That's what's tough, too. It's like, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I know about the business side of the music stuff, like, to some extent. But it's hard to try to convince an artist that it's realistic they're going to make a good amount of money off the shit. And especially because of the fact that a lot of us have an uncontrollable ego. I mean, yeah. I mean we all, we've all seen it. Uh, just to lead into this question, like, when do you think you, like, I mean, not necessarily, like, date-wise, but just what was it that made you feel like you got keen to that? Okay, maybe I don't need to be just a rapper. Like, like what was it? Was it, like, a certain piece of info? Was it gold well, I think it was just, like, seeing other people around me doing mm -hmm. things. You know what I'm saying? Like, just being around Gold Toes and, like, even Burner forever. Like, That's I've known Burner since he worked at the, the dispensary in San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? I've oh, known him shit. for years. That's what I wanted to get so, into. You know, it was like, really, like, uh, like, how you met, like, Gold Toes. Man, like, I, met Gold, I really one. met Gold Toes through his wife. And at the time, it was my girlfriend was, like, his wife's little play sister. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Like, her okay, little okay. homegirl. Yeah. And then they introduced us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, shout out Michelle. I always tell that story. She's really yeah, how yeah. I met Gold Toes. That's why I can go over Gold Toes' head. <laughs> you're like, you're like auntie <laughs> i hear it you know, that's tight. and this was this was before meeting burner yeah yeah that was before meeting right. burner and then you know i met i actually you know i didn't even meet burner through gold toes i met burner through uh the demolition man mm, i remember okay, we okay, went okay. to we went to this, his dispensary and it was me and the jacka and jay stalin legendary and we all went there with the demolition man and he, uh burner like gave us a tour and he was like putting us up on game because it was like at the time it was still like a new concept like damn you can go buy weed in the store right and he was already up on it running that shit out there you feel me so that's a crazy dynamic to think of at like sure. at not too long ago it was like damn near unheard of like right. let's yeah. go to a store and go buy some motherfucking right. it, weed. it changed so quick for me because I, I i i had a deal with mmg and i was in miami with rick rolls uh -huh. so i was out there and then i went to new york and i was in new york for a couple years with uh adventures and like my folks from murder inc like irv Gotti and chris Gotti and don de niro and shit so when i i was gone for like seven years almost i had visited a couple of times but it was like when i came back it was like a whole new world to me I it was, was like, transforming I was over like, here what? Yeah. Like, there's, there's like dispensaries on every corner like you could smoke outside like in front of police now like right. it was just like crazy to me like i it, like it just like completely flipped. I feel like from a couple years to the next. Hey, well, lucky us though. I mean, being in Cali. For yeah, that's what made me get into the <laughs> weed game. You feel me? Because I was like, oh, you could really. 
I was like, you could package weed now. <laughs> you feel you me? Like, market it's like, the fuck it's out like of making it. an album cover for your weed now. I'll tell y'all one thing right now. My boy yeah. does not miss for sure. No, Ever since like, the beginning, I I, I, had to, I had to give you that. Ever since the beginning yeah. for sure. Even I'll before, I mean, today when we, this is our first time meeting, but anytime this motherfucker brought tree home from you, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, <you laughs> what know, do we, we got, got here? We got that sign, bro. Shout out Lifted Farms, man. You know they. Shout out for sure. They, they, they're the ones that put us in the game. You know what I'm saying? Goto's yeah. connected that dot too. Okay. But the farm is lifted farms, man. You know, um, shout out Sean and my folks over there, Trav. You know, yeah. um, they really gave us the opportunity of being like, it kind of almost reminded me again a record deal. You feel me? It was like we were buzzing in the streets and like we started this shit in the streets. So we just made our own bags and was pumping shit in the streets. Oh, so it was day. like they wanted you to like create like a like a strain almost type well, shit. Like, basically, and have you guys like we already made some strains, but just street ones. Like we were just making shit in the streets and then. We put ourselves out like we were an official company the whole time. Yeah. And then Cookies ended up hitting us up, and they were like, okay, we want to make an order. And I'm like, we, we don't got no license or nothing. They're like, <laughs> they was like, what? Like, we were already doing, like, giveaways and, you know what I'm saying? Like, doing shit for the community, merch and everything. So right. they thought we were official. And then that's when I got on Toza's line, like, bruh. Cookies tapped in, right? And that was all he had to hear. You know, he was just like, "All right, boom." Mm -hmm. no, that's badass. That's super tight. That's, I mean, super tight. That, that's like I think I've said it in probably two or three episodes already. It's like that. Not that you guys were faking shit, because you're obviously getting the work in to get, like, I mean, to get a call like that. But when I say fake it till you make it, it's like you gotta make yourself look official yeah. like that. You feel me? From the beginning, I, I was just preaching this, I think, on the Ramy episode or something. I, I don't even know, but that is so huge, bro. And it just shows it's, it's right like there. It's like music too. You feel me? Like you see rappers like really pump their shit out in the streets, and if you're really buzzing in the streets, it's like you'll get that call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it almost the same type of thing. If you really work you'll get your name called like and i didn't have to call burner and call toes and say look right. at my shit i knew that if i went and grinded hard enough they would hear about it you yeah, feel yeah, me? like yeah. so if you did it do it correctly it'll get back to them and that's right. exactly what happened eventually came across burner's desk and he was like wait this is ag shit like he's like oh, okay you feel me so it's yeah, like yeah i knew that was the way to go about it just like go my own path and then when it crosses their path it'll be good you right feel me? No, that's badass i like hearing that that super or at a high high rate resonates with me like crazy crazy oh, yeah. because that's like i said that's what i preach on here it's like it's so much bigger than just okay you make some cool music or you got a cool brand name it's like you got to really treat it like treat it like a business before you're making money exactly right? oh yeah oh yeah well, you and gotta like, have it set up for that that's gotta be the goal you yeah know? exactly like, it honestly took me like like meant like i don't know why it, it took me so long to like actually like understand Putting, especially with the weed, and especially like you know with the strain and stuff like that, getting your shit out there to the streets and having that hot like like whether it's fucking in people's videos or whether it's just like pulling up to these events. You know, I've seen you pull up to places all the time. You know, and like all that type of stuff is like super like beneficial. I feel like no, you know what I mean. It happened during like it really took off during the COVID shit when the COVID shit first came because they shut down the dispensaries. Remember for like a couple weeks, like a month or whatever. So when they shut down the dispensaries, that's when we turned up in the streets crazy because okay. we were like, we're the dispensary. <laughs> right. Like, and it was like, it's it, you have a different like vibe to it when you're pushing a brand versus trapping. Like when right. you're trapping, you like, no, nah, I'm not going to pull up for no eighth. You feel me? But it's like, if you push your brand, it's like, I'm putting my bag in this person's hand. Right. And they're going to understand that this is the shit. You feel right. me? Like, it's like a different vibe. Like, so it's like, we were on everything moving during that time, just really trying to put these bags in everyone's hands and make them understand it's like those dog days on. when you really got to fucking rip and fucking claw for your fucking for your for your money yeah you like get your bag and then once you're there it'll come to you so that's that's dope you build it they will come that's a fact yeah oh god yeah no for sure for sure i actually uh let me, let me look at this real quick well before you get to that you keep that one on deck the question i wanted to ask just to just to start because i think i know where he's going is so you said you're the uh, creative director for gt yeah um what does that entail like what exactly do you like so basically like you know um like basically our job at gt like I, people always ask me like what, what exactly are you guys like you know we we are our own label you know what i'm saying we have our own distribution partnered with empire so yeah. we're, we're directly partnered with empire but i tell people our job is kind of like to find the artists that are on the cusp like okay you're dope you got dope-ass music. You already got a look. You already even got a little buzz. You just need that little... Uh, a little push from, yeah, like, little some helper, yeah, people just, helping you. Just to get, uh, you know, structured and understand how this business really works yeah. and know where to put your money and how to promote your shit or help you with a feature that might make you take off or whatever right. it is. So we're kind of like... It's almost like, like you know, we're, we're putting people together to package them to get to the point to give them a deal. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like once we build up an artist to a certain level, we know 
we don't even have to take them to Empire. They normally hit us up. You right. feel me? They're like, okay, we see what y'all doing. Okay, it's bro. almost like, yeah, they're just feeding them. It's like yeah, an assembly non-stop. line. And it's, they, like, they know. it's like me, me and Toes, like, we've been really going in. Like, and every artist we've brought, we've made money off. You feel me? Right. So at this point, we got that track record to now they're just like, they really just, we just do our thing. And as long as, long as I show Toes what he wants to see, you feel me? Like, yeah. I know exactly what they want to see. It's numbers. You know what I'm saying? It's numbers right. and engagement. If I could show that, I know the, the you know, the, the line right. of what they need to see. So right. It's, it's pretty easy at this point now. And it's just, we just got to believe in it and keep pushing. Yeah, I, I could be wrong about this too, but I feel like, because I've never even been to no, even Thizzler, Empire, I ain't been to none of these places, but what I would assume is these guys that are making the calls, um, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you as someone who is a little more ingrained in the the culture, maybe maybe compared to like, a suit and tie kind of guy yeah, that's there working for them exactly so like that kind of gives i feel like you or even someone like us that's trying to do the same similar lane yeah, of shit yeah. it gives us a benefit because we truly know like what's yeah, really going been on out right here now. like they and that's the that's like uh one of the most valuable parts about us is they know that we come from the streets they know that we're out here they know we're making music with people we yeah. came from music yeah so it's like we're not just someone looking at it from the business outside looking in like we've done this ourselves too yeah 100 percent. people could relate to that you know what i'm saying so the legwork always overpowers a degree and a suit and tie yeah <laughs> you know sure. like they need us to we're like we're the ears of the street i feel like yeah. you know what i'm saying we're the ones that show them this is what's popping and they believe us because they're like okay i see it yeah no that's that's right. badass that's that fucks with that stuff that's cool so uh yeah. you know i definitely i want to get into i want to get into tys i'm going to move to that eventually but before we get into that i was going to ask like who are the some of the artists that maybe like were the first like ones that you started to manage or who was like the, the first, first artist the first really artist that I signed once I became an A&R uh, and creative director was Trife Gang Rich R.I.P. Trife Gang Rich man okay R.I.P. so that was, sure. that was my guy that, uh, he was from like the 209 area I don't know if you guys heard of him but he he, he, he yeah. got a dope catalog man he put out a really dope album he was like a lyrical dope homeboy from out there from the 209 you feel me you so, guys had that video with uh, rico right yeah i did the one right. with rico with him he got a couple other ones that are still going up man so r.i.p tribe gang man rich, tribe gang rich man shout sure. out tribe gang yeah, absolutely so yeah. he was the first one and then uh, I've, I've been working with i was working with lmb latrice shout out you know what i'm saying and then tys was another one that i started working with at an early stage you know what i'm saying so it's been a lot of different people. We've just been building. Shout out Nate the Goer too. He just dropped the album too. So yeah. now we're just trying to like build everybody up and everybody's on their own pace. You feel me? Like, right. It's not a competition. I tell people, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. don't be looking at what the other dude's doing. You got to stay on your path because your path is different. Different. It's almost me? like you're, you're talking and you're feeding me questions that I want to ask. Like, like, that, that's <laughs> the same shit, I swear to you. Cause the, so we have a handful of artists too. We got uh, Zay Peasy, Baskey, uh, Queen Cole, we got uh, Young Scoop, um, and with these like Scoop's I, dope as hell. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been rocking with us. He he's dropped his project. Yeah, um, shout out Scoop. But but the thing is like, because a lot of the time, I mean, I'm really the main like executive producer. If you want to mm -hmm. make it all official, like, and so I'm kind of delegating these beats to the four of them while mm -hmm. also trying to send beats out to other brothers to get placements. Like, yeah. what was like, what would be your to someone like me or him? Because he helps me with the shit too a lot. Um, like, how do you kind of keep it from becoming, like, a competition between these fucking guys? Like, I feel like that's it's inherently going to happen like that almost always. Well, I mean, you just got to you gotta designate special shit to each one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so they're not like, oh, he's getting all the best beats. Like, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, like, right. sometimes you got to just give them all their little special gems, whatever mm, it is. Said, you feel fucking, me? Like, yeah, yeah. whether it's a dope-ass video concept with, with BTC or this crazy beat, like, you got to just be like... You gotta really tailor each artist. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like I made this beat just for you. Like no one else is gonna hear this shit. Like, Make it in front of them yeah, every like, once in a like, while. I'm and making shit. a beat just for you, type shit. Right. Like, let them know that you're you're taking the time and effort on each one individually. Right. And they're not gonna be worried. You feel me? It's all oh, yeah. when they see just all attention on one person. That's right. When it, but sometimes at the same time, that's part of the game. Yeah. Because yeah. this is like this is like playing in the major leagues, bro. When you get the, when you see that. That player get that call up is is his time. You feel me? 100%, if someone yeah. gets a little hit popping, if they get a record popping, it's gonna be his time. They are gonna have right. to be able to fall back, but know that it's for the greater of themselves too. Yeah. Because if 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 that dude opens the door, then the door's gonna be open for you next. You right. Feel I mean? If our label goes up or our whatever we want to call it collective, like for the conversation, like once that opens up, like you said, that just makes it ten times. That's the hardest easier. part for artists to understand though that. 
to understand not being first. Right. You it's the ego. It's the like, ego bro, shit. That ego shit like is I'm huge, trying to tell dog. you, bro, like, just if you understand, like, but it's also, like, hard for the artist that's first, too, to keep the door open sometimes, too, because sometimes they want to close that door as soon as they get in. You mm-hmm. feel me? Right. So it's like, it's about having a, a team that, you know, everybody's going to benefit with each other type shit. It all starts with drafting the right players. Exactly. For sure. We've, yeah, had, no. we've had some nice one-liners so far. It's like the third yeah, one. Yeah, no, there are, done, there are done, <laughs> some good ones for sure. Oh, shit, my fault. So, uh... One more time. Let's, uh... Shit, let's get into, uh, let's get into TYS. How did you... How did you guys meet? Because TYS was on the rise. Man, yeah, everybody, so, knew, everybody knew his name. Shout out my dog, Kata, man. My dog, Kata. Uh, backpack Bucko. You know what I'm saying? So, he was the one that I was already working with him a little bit through GT Digital. And he'd already dropped some music with us. And that was his little homie. And he had really hit me up almost like on some favor shit. Like, hey, bro, this is my little homie. He doesn't really put nothing out. He's dope. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I hear that all the time from artists all the time. So right, I'm always right, like, right. if I fuck with you, I'm going to be like, bro, I fuck with you. So yeah, right. that's all it was. Like, I was just like thinking I was really doing him a favor almost. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hook you up. They didn't even hear yet. anything yet. Yeah, I didn't hear it. nothing yet. He's just like, he's a kid. He's a young kid, bro. He's like, but he's my little bro. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, bro, it's good. So we, we just got him lined up. And then we, we, we put out his first song. And that shit took off the first fucking song, bro. Like that shit. Which one was it? Uh, the the uh, straight bars. That was his first song. That was uh, that was the first song we put out. Oh, he had put out okay. one more song before that I mean, on still. his YouTube, but that was his first song they ever got on like Spotify. That's fucking or Apple Music. Hey, hardest Weddle. Hey, bro, he was the hardest. Bro. He went so, so crazy, bro. He really got shit. And it, the one that I, I mean, I was super late to actually finding out about Tys, which you know is unfortunate, but like. Honestly, the first song I heard was that one with him and Acito, which is kind of like damn near a newer one. Yeah. And uh, fuck, when I heard that shit. I was like, this motherfucker goes crazy yeah. as fuck. Like, I what the fuck? He's like the type that like you listen to him and you hear different shit every time you hear the song, like a different bar that you kind of lost. His lyrics time. really go crazy. Like, oh, That's what really slept bust, on about him. Like, he really busts. Like, bro, that first song took off, and I was like thinking, <laughs> like, people are like, isn't this your artist? And I'm like, I'm like, hold on. I'm like looking at the numbers. Like, I thought, bro, I swear to God, I thought he somehow like went and bought views or something right, you know what right. I mean? like i was like i literally did a like research i was yeah. like hold on gotta check the the value yeah, it was like it. it was out for like four or five days that shit had like a hundred and fifty thousand views it wasn't even a week yet i remember and i was like what the fuck and i remember i was like i got i called empire i called gt i'm like hey did this dude like like spend spend hella money on views or something I'm like check see if these views are real you feel me right 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 and then it was like Oh, this shit's real. <laughs> They're like, we, like we got one, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, say less. Oh, yeah, that's you know fine. So that's yeah. when I really like started building relationship with him too, because it, it happened that fast. You know what I'm saying? From right. being the 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 favor for another artist to dropping a song to boom, like now he's popping all of a sudden. So it was like, so so as far as like you and, and Tys personally, like were you? Because at, th- at that time, were you considered the creative director for... for yeah, I still was. Okay, you weren't, like, managing him or anything? No, I, it's like, me and him, we never had, like, a straight management deal. Because, uh-huh. like, it's like, as far as I'm concerned, the way I always do my business is, like, I don't I don't lock people into contracts, really, bro. Like, I feel like if I fuck with you, you fuck with me. Genuinely. And if, if you Sometimes don't fuck with me, devil's... I don't fuck with you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> right. like, you're not trapped. If you, if you don't want to be over here, then go somewhere else. You it, feel it, me? Like, once, you make, once you put a contract into a situation with somebody that you have a legitimate, like, friendship with or, you feel me, like, relationship of some sort, like, brother shit even, it's like, it always, it could always make shit weird for if, a lot of people if, at if least. If you get money and you get, if, like, if you're doing business and you're getting money, you just break bread as it comes. Right. You feel me? It's like, if, 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 if you fall out of some, you don't want to, that person to feel trapped with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like if, no, if it facts. don't work out, what do you want to have a, a a dude that feels like a slave over here, like <laughs> like in a cage for you? You know what I'm saying? Right, it's like, right, nah, right. bro, let him go free. If you don't want to be over here no more, you got to be empathetic like, to that. That's yeah, huge in business. I, I, I've never understood why people try to lock people in contracts. Like, what you want a mad artist that hate you? Right. But now you can't do nothing. Like, yeah. and you want to be like, having nah, the social bro. media fucking shit talk where now you as a label guy look shitty and right. this artist is talking shit about. Exactly. It's like no, you don't even want to set that shit up. Nah, that's that's super on point too. So I feel like, you know, it's like we're trying to build shit for the long run, you feel me? So it's like if we all doing good business and we all respectful, there's no reason why we can't rock forever because right. I've been rocking with toes on that type of shit and we've been rocking for like 10, 15 years already, you feel me? So When it's two solid people and it's like <laughs> motherfuckers are just communicative and just solid, like it's good. I mean, same thing with me and him. Me and him have a big ass mm-hmm. age gap and shit. I was best friends with his like older brother mm-hmm. in high school and shit. Okay. Me and his brother started locking in on this shit. It was like... I don't even know if me and this bruv ever, like, 
argued. Like it's like we're just you feel yeah, me? That's yeah. what I always say about yeah. me and TYS, bro. Because trust me, I have a temper, and I'm known to have a temper. I go bad on some of my artists. We go bad on each other yeah, sometimes. He's re- I ain't gonna we're, lie. we're like brothers. You know what I'm saying? But TYS, me and him had this type of relationship where like we never argued, bro. Like it was always this type of respect where it was like exactly. we get disappointed and shit sometimes, but we never raise our voice ever. Like hundred you know, percent. Like that's why we had that type of trust where we was just like really taking it one day at a time and Hell yeah. you know, I was never like on no management shit but it was just like trying to help him with plays trying to take him to record like we went to LA for like I remember like a couple weeks I took him to LA we was in a mansion out there shout out my dog Craze he was oh, yeah. out there uh, recording his, that's where we recorded a lot of this album that's about to come out a lot okay, of those yeah. songs and it's crazy because it brought a whole nother side of him out Right. It was like, damn, like, you, you took him out the streets, took him out that environment. Like, he was making different music out there. So he was really, like, experimenting, yeah, really, like, getting like, in his bag type it shit. It was just seeing, like, you know, when you put someone in a different environment, like, it's going to affect them. It can even affect their music. Oh, yeah. Hell like, yeah. His music wasn't as, like, raw or gangster. It was like, he was right writing real songs and, like, you I know hear, what I'm saying? I, I, like, I, I, shit I, I, like I, I, that, I'm trying to tell you. Especially when you look at it uh, compared to what's around him, you know, in, like, Sacramento and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of like a lot of the music in there does not sound like what he was coming out with. You know what I mean? This new, shit, a- this new shit is a level up. Like he was making like on more soulful type of beats, like sample type beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, just straight hard hitting gangster right. shit, which he was more known for. That's why I'm like really looking forward to putting out this music, bro, because it's like it's gonna show another side to him, but it also shows what happens when you take someone out of their environment and put them around some different shit. Right. right. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. I was yeah. gonna say, let's touch on the, on the project. What's the uh, what, what info do we have out to the public man, already? How soon it's are we called looking? called TYS Forever with a foe. And, uh, man, it's it's done. We got, bro, I really have enough music to put out, like, probably three three new albums, probably, I'd say. But Hell right yeah. right now, this is the this is the album that me and TYS worked on together. So mm-hmm. it was like, he had literally finished it right before he passed away. We got him a huge deal with Empire, right? It was the biggest deal ever oh, man. for a Northern Latino, you feel me? So we got him a huge deal with Empire literally the like the week before he passed wow you feel me so we had put this album completely together you know what i'm saying yeah. like I, about like half of it was done in sacramento in sacramento um and shout out sac g and then the other half was done in la with craze okay you know what I'm saying? so it was like kind of a combination right but the, he was he was a part of putting this album together you know what i'm saying like it was a done deal and those were the engineers i'm assuming you're talking yeah, about sac okay, g, okay. uh yep he's the engineer in sac that's ty's engineer in sac and Craze was my guy in uh, in L.A. He's from Fresno. Yeah. Big respect for shouting out the engineers. Like, I don't know if anyone ever did. Oh, man, top. hey, I couldn't have done this shit without him, man. That's hey, we'll tag him. We'll you. tag him on here. Man, so if you got to shout out the producers, then that shit is weak when you don't shout out the people that really has something to do with it. Oh, that's yeah. that's like, I mean, fuck. And that's a, a theme I live by no, for yeah, sure. Like, it's like, it pisses me off. <laughs> like, to no end. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know when you don't get that credit. You be like, I on. get hot, bro. I'm like, like take this shit down, motherfucker. Bro, there are times like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't even know this shit got posted. <laughs> I like, swear to God. Literally, bro. Literally, bro, I did not even know this shit got posted. There's no description. There's no tag. There's no type. There's nothing. Like, all of a sudden. Uh, like, no, nah, I've been guilty of it too, though, but it's because, like, I'm, like, driving, trying to post some shit, and then I get yeah. home, and I'm like, I didn't post this motherfucker. This motherfucker. I'm like, oh shit! Hey, like, to I hope any, they didn't see it. Like, fuck. To any producer I haven't tagged before, I will say I'm guilty of that too. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you just like post it. Like, ah, I have done it before, and like I realized it like way after too. Like, not even I'm like that was so stupid. Like, hey, and producers this- are so slept on right now, bro. I swear to God, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know why? There's a reason why, and I tell us, and this this is starting to bite people in the ass. Is because people got used to buying, not buying, getting free beats off YouTube. So they got spoiled as hell. Because when I started rapping, bro, you couldn't even rap unless you had a producer that believed in you. Like, there was no YouTube just shopping for beats all day that are free or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to know a guy with a studio. You had to know a dude who made beats. It was a whole, like, 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 hella boxes that had to be checked to really be making music. To be making music, period. So people got hella spoiled with getting their shit off YouTube. And now it's coming around to bite them in the ass, bro. Because now hella people have songs that are hits and then they, get, they don't even get paid for them because they didn't read the fine print. Like, oh, if, <laughs> now the, that producer's getting paid for everything. Shit, I had other, other artists that had a, a song go crazy, go viral. And then because someone else had the same beat, they <sighs> bought the, the uh, exclusive. The exclusive. Mm. You know what I mean? Even oh, though their man. shit wasn't shit. You feel me? Their shit wasn't going, but they noticed, oh, there's another song, but this might be, fuck that, I'm buying the exclusive. Right, right. And then, boom, whole video get taken down, bro. I've seen other artists have millions of views on songs, and because they didn't remake the beat, or they didn't whatever, like, 
it's all going to someone else. And now I've seen it it's be so like fucked. thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like thousands of dollars. Like, damn, the, how much has been over there? Like, I'm on how much do do average producers make? Like zero dollars an hour? Fucking, right. you need to capitalize and, hey, buy your motherfucking beats. Buy your there's motherfucking another buy thing them. I beat, but there's, there's also two levels of producers, I feel like. There's a type of producers that are out here hustling, and I get it. They want to make their $1,500 a beat. I right. get it. But there's another type of producer out there. The one that's like, we're going to make a hit together. We're going to get rich. You feel me? Like, the there's two types of producers. You the feel me? Like, and the I, I would say I, I sure. land like damn near, not really in the middle, kind of closer to the to the latter one that you said. Well, you like, got to survive. So I get I, it. I sell exclusives yeah. for $100. Yeah, you got to. You feel me? But the, but the, but the point is... <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen producers do that for a long time, and then I've seen them turn their switch and say, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna focus." Like you said, you're artist, right? Like fuck everybody else. Like I've I've done that myself as a, a a studio owner. Like I remember I had a studio in Miami that was a dope ass studio. We was charging everybody uh-huh. and shit like that. And then eventually I was like, "Man, fuck this shit. This just a headache. I'm just gonna do it just for me and my artists." You right. feel I me? Mean? I was like getting behind projects. That that's what I like. Eventually, what I would want to do. Is there any like? noticeable cons to that like that mindset no because think about it if you are working more on the the, the actual product instead of just flipping beats you feel me exactly like be like make a deal with your your, your artist like look bro I want so and so percent I'm gonna produce this whole shit I'm gonna mix this shit you guys could do it as a team bro easily oh, yeah. like bro hey trust, I'm gonna trust. produce your whole project and record it he gonna do fucking yeah, three yeah, videos yeah. This is our percentage. You guys split the fucking percentage. Boom. Now you're building a catalog. Right. That's exactly. the shit that's going to last forever. It's not the, the $100 you're going to take to go eat real quick and then it's gone. Right. You right. feel me? Like, this is some shit that's like, it's going to take a lot longer. That's facts. But now you're actually like having a stream of your own shit and it's residual. You feel me? So Yeah, no, I could, I could definitely relate to that. It was like, uh, you know, when I first started doing a YouTube channel, I wanted to get monetized. And so, you know, the only way I could do that is obviously getting a shit ton of watch hours and then I had to get a thousand subscribers. So bro, what it is, how am I going to do some? that? I would, just, I would just hit up people. Like I got, I would hit up DB. Yeah. Like I hit up DB about a bag. He was one of them. I hit up Rico Too Smooth. And then like, I would just tell him like, oh, either I'll do a video for stupid low or damn, like for free type yeah. shit. And then like, like with DB, I, I did two videos for free technically. Cause I did one for my channel and one for his channel yeah. type shit. So it's like, I didn't even walk away with any, t- any money. But that just alone, like, once I, dropped the, name, though. once I dropped a video, I think it literally like took two days for like the watch hours and the, the subscribers to come in. Like, yeah, yeah. and then like I didn't never had to worry about that again. Right. So it was like it was way. But like I said, I was just gonna say like once you see something hit, it's gonna open your mind because for me it was like, man, like man, like I'd be telling toes like. I'm not gonna get paid off this little ass percentage. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm used to being an artist getting the big chunk. Right, right. You feel me? So I'm like, bro, it seemed like too much work for me. But then it's like, all it takes is like, it's like I, I'm like, we're not doing one song. So it's like, if I'm working with an artist, I want to be like, we gonna start with your catalog and ten years later have a catalog. Like you could do a million fucking did. songs. Like, there's yeah, ten yeah. albums now when it's all said and done. Right. And that's when my little percentage is gonna be worth something. And it's one block. <laughs> On the house, you feel me? Like off one top, little brick yeah, on the yeah. house, you feel me? So hell yeah! That's when it's like, and when you see something take off, it really opens your eyes to being like, damn, I just gotta do this again. That's what I was gonna touch on. I just on. gotta do this again. I just gotta do this another time. And you just start building it. You feel me? Yeah, All no, because right. when you said that earlier, like the first thing that went in my head is like, dude, if you the second you get a hit, right, to to whatever extent you're thinking of it, like a big ass song in your head, now it's achievable to you. You know what I mean? So it becomes more like. A potential thing in your day-to-day life when yeah, you're it gives you the about confidence shit. too like exactly. okay I, I i reached that level i reached that goal now i'm gonna keep doing this yeah and then it's like start it's like the residual thing is something that lasts forever it's something you can give to your kids you know what i'm saying it's something that's gonna stay in your family forever unless you sell it I'm saying so. A lot of people are selling their catalogs too, and we're buying catalogs. I just seen. Some yeah, shit the world's about getting little, the world's getting a little weirder. Like day <laughs> by so day. much shit going, like just random shit that just happens for the first time ever. Like, like they're like, like, like I don't know. There's like weird shit, especially like I don't even know if this is like the right like uh, reference or whatever. But like even when it comes down to like those fucking like 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 they're I don't know like they're parents that like buy the rights to a song like for their kid's fucking birthday oh, and like weird I shit like that. Like, I've never heard of this, bro. Shit. No, I, <laughs> bro, I, I, I that's crazy. Hey, I'm talking like. That's Hella. dope though if you think about it's it. It's a cool idea, but Imagine it's just like so weird. It's like it's obscure. like it's like literally to them like buying property now. Right. You feel me? It's like, like digital property. It's like now instead of buying that fucking flat, like you know what I'm saying, I just buy you a fucking song that can make millions forever. Or an NFT. Like What's your thoughts on NFTs? Man, I'm like real skeptical about them. Like I've had a lot of people try to bring me in. Uh-huh. And I'm like, <laughs> I've like gotten so close. I'm still trying to understand that shit. But it's like I've like 
I get it, but it's like it seems too good to be true almost. So I'm just like, I don't know. It seems kind of scamish to me. I don't know. No, I feel you. You know how there's like certain things, whether it's like, okay, crypto, NFTs, or whatever the fuck. Any, I missed any, out on the crypto, bro. I that's me too. That's what we're going to say. Any of those things, I feel like if you're hearing about it, it's the wrong time exactly. to hop in. Exactly. Yeah. That's what someone told me one time, and I was like, oh. You got to know about it. You got to. Or it's like, yeah, you, you either have to know about it, or it's like someone has to put you on that knows about it, and no one else does. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like even with like the Dogecoin and shit like that, that's like one of the the few prime example or like not prime one of the one of the few examples of like a one that a lot of people caught on a lot of like social media and stuff like that but like that's bro i'm not gonna lie when i seen that when i seen that shit already too late when we seen that shit already too late bro when i seen it was a little dog that's all i had to see i was like <laughs> this shit's a little fishy I'm like i don't know it's a little smiling dog or some shit I'm it's like, like people getting rich off this shit like it was know. started off as like a joke and then yeah, it, it turned like into joke. some that's crazy what I seen. shit i was like is this real like am i being am i being uh trolled right now some shit like, you know the uh, like the milk it. boys those guys on on youtube the, the, the full sand you ever heard of that yeah. anyways they have a podcast pretty similar to this one actually funny enough but they had elon musk on there right yeah, and that, that motherfucker recently like within the last month endorsed dogecoin like again so it's again. still it's mm-hmm. still on I, you know what i mean like I come back. it's so crazy to me i that's, think it will come back but it's definitely just some gambling shit i feel like that shit right. that, that's that's all shit is do you ever gamble yeah i gamble but i i was like more like a street gambler oh, okay you were in the <laughs> I, dice I game huh? now gamble with the with the pool table like, oh like really the pool table to shoot dice on the pool oh, table. okay there we go there we go i never really got into like the casino thing too much i feel like the money be disappearing that fast like boop. yeah you're not winning no like, fucking money like, in a casino <laughs> i'm gonna get back on topic right now but before i do I, i've literally like no no lie i've had shoots not like basically not happen like waiting there for like three hours and then just like shit just like went south and just didn't end up happening because motherfuckers were playing dice for so long like <laughs> yeah. Like oh, I know you couldn't, know that. Bro, I couldn't mentally get out of it. Oh, like shit. I can only tell someone so many times. Like, hey, you trying to get this hilarious. going? You trying, you bro, trying to do this? That dice should be dangerous too, because motherfuckers don't ever want you to leave when you win it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Not. They're not. That's when shit gets a little risky. If you really over there hitting, and you know you hitting, you talking hella shit, and you rubbing it in motherfuckers' faces and shit, it's and you like, thing. okay, time to go. That's when they like. See, so I, I've never even played dice like that. I've seen him play dice with it people. It gets risky. So it's like when, when you're up, it's kind of like an unwritten rule. Like you have to stay in because you're yeah, up. Yeah, but it's like shit. for how long? Well, yeah. Eventually you just dust everybody in the room sometimes. Yeah, not in my head. I'm like, once I'm up, I'm going to just hop out. And keep in mind, like, when, when, whenever I play, you feel me, it's usually just me and Mark here, a couple other people. But when I see, like, when, you know, I got, I got videos and, like, it's like you said, like, the talking shit, that shit's part of, like, the culture. Like, motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers mad, though. You'll see motherfucker looking there, motherfucker looking like he just spent his rent money, like, fuck. I, I have so many videos. I, I really should just, like, make a montage one day. It'd be fucked up to do, but <laughs> the, it, of just, like, the, the, the slang and, like, the, the, the talk. I, I don't know why. That shit is so amusing to me. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's you gotta, if you're really a, a dice shooter, you got to have your own custom slang. <laughs> you gotta have your own your own lines that are that are custom. Are you little one liners fucking yeah, when you're up yeah. and shit. Empire has gotten hell. Empire and Apple Music has gotten hella more strict, and they're starting to reject shit like crazy. Them motherfuckers are like, oh, they do. They're like, at no. the rim now, like slamming shit. Like, bro, what the fuck? Like, if it's not official, official, like, so it's like I'm like literally telling toes, we gotta change our our whole protocol and make it so that you gotta get your artwork through us. It's got to help yeah. us get our dudes paid even more, you feel me? That so. shit's huge. That, I mean, that ties into what we said earlier, too, about the whole aesthetic and just looking the part and, and treating yourself like a business before you make money. It's like the aesthetic. I know when I'm on Apple Music or whatever the fuck, Spotify, anything, YouTube, and I see a, a cover art that looks like, you know what I mean, a picture. There's all the, the black bars on the top and bottom and shit. They didn't have the sizing right. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't look like you're not, serious. You're not you know? going to take it serious, bro. Uh, art is like... If the artwork's dope, you're going to click it, bro. Yeah, you feel I mean, me? bro, yeah. I learned that in the days of, of having a CD. You feel me? Like, have you remember you gave a motherfucker a CD? If that shit was trash, it looked like trash, it turned into a Frisbee. Immediately. You feel me? Like, it'd be <laughs> do, like do as soon be, as your back turned, it was like, get the shit out of here. Do you want me to be but honest if, with if, you? I, I, I don't remember that time. Yeah, I was you way, I was way too young. I'm I was OG, way too so young. Hey, I was from that time. So I'm from, I remember that time where people were literally handing out CDs. That's what it was. When I was with MMG, we printed up 30,000 CDs and gave them all the way for free. Damn. You feel me? So Holy it was still going shit. down like that. That was, what, 2012, 2013? That's real late work. So we was really yeah. doing it. Like we, every city we went to, we were bringing like 2,000 CDs, and we were just flooding it. You feel me? Like that was the game plan. We weren't even selling them bitches. You feel me? Definitely got to commend that for sure. So it's like if you... 
if you give them a dope ass cover, you could be trash back then. Like you would at least get it in the fucking car. You got that's you just gotta get the little. It's that little first, right, right, first right. You gotta get it in that first step. Right. That first step. You feel mm. me? If your shit looks like trash, it will not even get opened. It will not nothing. You feel me? So you had to have a dope cover. I felt like back then. Plus, I be telling my I don't understand like. Don't you want to look dope as fuck on a cover? Like, isn't exactly. that fucking awesome? Like, don't like you, I wonder don't, that Don't shit. you want to look lit as fuck? Like, bro, I feel like when I was a rapper, like, I was, like, obsessed with trying to make myself look dope as fuck, like, on covers, like, bossed up ass Yeah. Bitches. Even though I'm not <laughs> painting this shit, it's still art. I'm trying yeah, to have bro, this shit look hard Kids now are like, whatever's cheapest, like. Bro, like. like a picture just, of myself with the parental. Here, like, like, my shit should like, not, <laughs> like, my, I always said this, like, if I was an artist, like, my shit should not look like I just pressed fucking cartoon it on a fucking exactly. phone app, yes, like a bro. phone effect app like you know but what I mean that, it's, that that shows you how fast people are, are, are cycling through their music you feel me like yeah. it's not like a huge fucking deal to drop a song anymore mm-hmm. like I remember like people would be I got some artists that really take it serious like that but a lot of people are just like trying to just keep it flying so the, the, like, that, yeah. the second kind of people that you mentioned it's like those are the ones that truly need the backbone of like you know what I mean a label or whatever to do all that shit it's this is to anyone who's making music. That shit is fucking insanely important. And you, and at that point, even if you're an artist and you can do all that shit on your own, like people are gonna want to work with you just because you know what the fuck you're doing and you have the right. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, idea. At the end in mind. of the day, people when they search you, they're gonna see your entire catalog. You feel me? Like, this is well put together. Nothing but covers. You yeah. feel me? So it's like if that shit looks dope as fuck, like people will sit there and listen to your shit. Not off top for sure. So I have a I have a question actually that kind of kind of goes off of that. So. This is going to sound weird when I say it, and I, I don't mean this in a bad Take it with a grain of salt, I guess is what I should say. So, and this is a genuine question for me. Like, so what is the difference between an artist going through one of you guys versus going through, like, a distro kid or, like, a tune core or something where yeah, it's kind of more that, automated? That, that's, that's easy. So, for one, you just asked me a question. So, you just asked a person. You just talked to a, a person mm-hmm. and who I just could get, answer that question. And I'm getting a response right now. If you're right dealing now. with distro kid, you're typing that and you're going to email it to somebody and you're not going to ever hear a voice or ever get a personality out of anybody. You feel me? Like, that's the main thing. Like, with us, you're dealing with people that are actually working with your music. All that other shit is automated, but you're dealing with robots, bro. You're dealing with somebody that you will never see, ever know. And if you have a song that takes off, they don't give a fuck. We've right. seen people have fucking platinum records with them. They don't step in for nothing. Like, good feel luck me? collecting like, all your money. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's just, like, automated as fuck. And then with, with us, like, if you get something that takes off, we knocking on your door. Like, hey, bro, we see this moving. That's the main, the, the best part about fucking with us is because we got GT Digital and then we got the back of your empire, too. Like, we could take, we could run it up. You feel me? Hell so yeah. it's like, that's the main thing. You want to be able to build yourself to somewhere where if something does take off, you get noticed and immediately opportunity could happen that fast and right. like the perspective you got to think from too is like i mean guys like us i mean maybe we have experience in this we could say this like maybe we could pick up on certain things like that but a lot of dudes that are making music and this is respectfully saying this like just haven't had the experience of gaining that knowledge yet so it's like they'll get fucked over like so it's, uh, yeah. that's it's it's huge i mean it's well, no one ever steps point. in you, you don't ever have to you don't never deal with a person like right. what else you get a team you get people that actually believe in your music people that actually tell you mm-hmm. help you with your decisions you know what i'm saying help you how to spend your money help you how to make money you know what i'm saying right. so that's yeah. definitely the main difference that's commendable too that's yeah being good info for sure being right. able to put people in a little more of a position right. I, bro, I tell my artists i said all is all it really takes is like for one song or one project to really take off if it really goes, like, you could see your life change that fast. And it's mm-hmm. true. It's really that true. Like, like We've seen it. If you have some take off today, by next week, I might have a deal in front of you. Right. You feel me? It's just, it's if it's if it's real and the numbers are real and it's, we can prove it, that's all that matters. Like, all it takes is something real to happen. Right. Once we got something that's real, we in the dough. You feel me? Like, 100%. we already are in the dough. But now it's like, because it starts off a lot of times with GG Digital, like, We'll sign somebody and it just starts off as distribution. You know what I'm saying? And we're doing their distribution. We got them in the door with us and um, through GT and Empire with doing their distribution. But then the next step is like, okay, something's taken off. Now, normally that's when me and Toe step in and get it get involved and we'll say, here, we want to make the video. We want to maybe do a remix. want to 
put something together on our end, and then that's how we're packaging it even more. Because it's not to like you get can... to the point of empire. You feel me? Right. And then that's when they're like, okay, boom, here's the offer. Like brainstorming little extra, like uh, bells and whistles to add to it to get it to be even, an even bigger song. Like yeah, then you guys are even yeah exactly. yeah like me and Toes like and, and Alex and everybody at GT like it's their job to also see like they're the ones that are seeing the numbers every day. You know what I'm saying? So right. they know when something's moving. It's my job to throw it in the system and see what goes. You feel right. me? Like, they let me know, like, this one's going. Like, oh, we got one. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's like, it's all about just playing that seed, man, and just keeping it going. You feel it's, me? it's almost like tiers. Like, you know, the first tier would be like, you know, you're getting the opportunity to, fo- to fuck with us on distribution. Exactly. And then if you do well, we're going to come back. I think that's very, like, because at the end of the day, it's like, you can't just, you cannot just come in expecting, like, like to like how you said like are just expecting money quicker and stuff yeah. like that like you need to have like you need to have some work to show like it's you need to be able the, to prove the personal to relationships too like uh, yeah. I mean, once they're they're rocking with you just on some distribution shit they're probably like yeah i'd rather you guys just manage my shit you know what i mean yeah. like and it turns to right. that probably too they, yeah, they're almost buying for it so i feel that that's fire that's clean yeah Definitely you know we also fun. offer a lot of services too so it's like we show people how to maximize their promotion how to you know what i'm saying just run up different type of tools that actually help their career with real views, real numbers. Right. It's not just like fake boss shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's another advantage. We got like a crazy network of just tools. And so just just for anyone listening, like, so are you guys purely like on a like <coughs> scouting basis or like can people, who, who would people hit up if they maybe wanted to, you know what I mean? They could hit me up. Hit you up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, AG Cubano, but gtdigitaldistribution.co okay. is the website. You know, Goto's, Alex, you know, we're, we're easy to get to. Hell you yeah. can fill it up. You can fill it out online, I believe. You just had to give them some navigation. You just got to have that dope shit. You feel like, yeah, but it's like, Try. it's a different, like, I, with me, like, being the creative director, I, I choose who I work with. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, so I have my own people that I, I, I work with that I basically handpick. You know what I'm right. saying? So we take it from there. And diff- different artists are at way different levels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the point is, as long as you show consistency, like, we can get something going. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. might not be a million dollars off the gate, but, bro, that might be enough to get you in the studio. That might be enough to get your video done. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just gets the ball rolling. Noticeable improvement in the music game is hard to come by for a good portion of the people doing it in the yeah. world. You know what I mean? So that's how you got to People think, think that this rap shit is going to be like a get-rich-quick scheme, and yeah. that's where they got it fucked up. Because this shit's a marathon. You it's feel one of the like, hardest things you could probably ever imagine doing. Like, well, I've seen people put out their album, and then after that, they're done. Yeah. Because they're like, like, they went all in for their first album. And then it's like it didn't work out the way they wanted or they didn't make the money back. So they looked at it like business, like, oh, I'm done with this business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, you gotta be if you're a real artist, you're just going to keep working. keep. You're going to believe in yourself and know that, like, you're going to keep doing this, like, no matter what. You, you got to love this shit, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <gotta laughs> you looking at this shit like a flip, do not get into this shit. Right, 100%. That's... It's rare as fuck to get in and just, like, get it popping off the rip. Yeah, nah, for sure. It, it definitely, like, it's not one of those fucking lands. Like, a lot of rappers take, like, they say a lot of rappers take up to 10 years to really pop off. Like, to really, mm-hmm. really pop off, like, and have a career. Like, the, the kids, that, like, a lot of kids that pop off fast, like, if you don't stay consistent, you'll fade off just as fast as you came. You feel me? But right. if it took you a little longer, like, you have more of a, a you know, a structure behind you, and you can last a little longer, I think. 100%. Like, I, I remember Rick Ross would tell me, like, he, he was in the game like 10 years before he got a shot. He was writing for Trina and Trick Daddy for like seven years straight. Right. Like he wouldn't even get on one song. You feel me? Like, I remember French Montana was saying he was a cameraman. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, he was doing for all other the rappers roles. and shit like that. So it's like, I've heard hella stories. That makes hella sense. Like DJ Khaled, bro. I remember in Miami with, with, with Ross, DJ Khaled would be around and he was not the DJ Khaled you know now, bro. Right. He was like the, the fly on the wall. You feel me? Just peeping game, really quiet, really calm, dressing really. Like straight and normal, he would just wear a white tee and jeans every day, and then now he's like looking, looking like Rick Ross. No, like, yeah, oh, but I mean, he's like he. I feel like it takes people time to really like feel themselves out and see their lane in the game and be like, okay, get confident enough to say, this is how I'm gonna do it, and, and really just like, calculate it. Yeah, like it's like they're. It's almost like planning. Like you know what I mean? Like it's almost like they they have manifested it in their own head, and they know what's gonna happen when it does come to them. Like. They, they, they've been thinking about it this whole time. Now they're going right. to go it takes, crazy. It takes time to make some shit that's going to last. That's for sure. Like, 100%. That's a fact. Rome wasn't built in a day. That's Not a for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, here, let me, uh, I fucking, I had, I had it in my head. I just forgot what the fuck the last thing I was going to say was. But I, I remember, not the last I thing. I what day Rick Ross used to tell me was, we're going to take the stairs. 
That's some shit he'd always say. Like, different shit people always told me throughout my career stuck with me. That was one thing. We're going to take the stairs. We're going to take the stairs. Like, we ain't taking the elevators right, right. here. Mm. And I was like, all right. Like, Dude, those little, like, random, like, kind of obscure quotes are always the most fire. Like, because you could take it hella yeah, different yeah. ways. You know what I mean? Like, you hella. I got a lot of them. <laughs> it's funny that you said that because that actually, the next, thing I, the next thing that I have was one thing that I remember you said that stuck with me was that when we were, I forgot what shoot it was, but there was a song playing. Like, it was in between. It wasn't even the song that we were shooting. And then I remember you said you were like, you're like, damn, it's like every song I hear nowadays, it just seems like they're all just talking about killing the ops or like this and that. I remember you said you were like, it'd be be a whole different story if everyone was talking about rapping about getting money. Yeah, I definitely said that. How do you feel about that? Man, for me, honestly, it's like, I feel like rap is taking a dark-ass turn. Like, yeah. And it's like, man, it's crazy to me because I'm like, I still will listen to, like, my old music to, like, kind of gauge it. And I'm like, I wasn't really talking about, like, murder like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was talking about, like, getting money and, like, bitches and shit. Like, that was what we was on. But it's like, now it's like, it seems like the coolest thing is just to be a, a hard-ass motherfucker. You feel me? Like, That's or, what I've never Or a with-the-shit motherfucker or a killer. It's like, kids would rather be known for being a killer than a baller, like it seems like out here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's the weird part. Like, and I think that's why like, it, it really stuck with me, too, because I started thinking about it. Like, like you know, obviously, not, not coming from a killer side, you know? Uh, yeah, it, I, I was, yeah, I was going to say, like, just so anyone watching knows, the name killer is by no means killer. supposed to be <laughs> right. some hard shit. That's, uh, that was like a little nickname from my high school football coach. Shout out to yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? We, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we don't murder people, for sure. Yeah, no, I, well, I, look, I that's like they said Murder Inc. Did you watch the Murder Inc. shit? Shout out my folks from them. But they were saying everyone said because their shit was called Murder Inc. They were thinking they were like on some real mafia type shit. But he's like, nah, it's we make hit after hit. Like the mafia, get it? Uh, that was their little theme, fire. but the people didn't get it. You right, feel me? Right. So, like you said, like that, you say, "Oh, I'm killing," but that's like had a different meaning. But beats, for, yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. Like, but from the outside looking in, it might look like you on that type of shit. You feel me? Like, nah, for sure, for sure. That's what the, I was watching that documentary the other, uh, the other night, the Murder Inc. one. I'm that watching. Shit, you should watch that shit. I'm it's watching now. No, for sure, for sure. That's on my to-do list for shit show. Yeah, I learned some shit from them too. But yeah, man, I mean, I feel like for me also, as a as a as like someone that puts out music, like it's starting to like it weighed on me a lot. This shit that happened with Tys, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit fucked with me hella hard. Cause one thing about about me and him was I felt like we always had time. He was so young that it was like time was never the thing. Like, for I'm gonna be locked in. Like yeah, that. like I was thinking like, oh, we ain't, y'all ain't seen shit yet. That's what I was always. It was only people. the future. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'd be like, bro, wait till you see what we got lined up. You feel me? Like that was my always, always my vibe. Like we got nothing but time. He's only 20 years old. You feel me? And then it was like that Damn, time was got 21. took. That time got took. So then it's like now it just made me think like, man, like it makes me feel like what type of music am I putting out too? You know what I'm saying? Like and it's like it's. It's the vibe for all the music out here, I feel like, right now. It's like, it's hard to listen to a song that's not mentioning a gun or a, a murder, like, in the first, like, 10 seconds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, literally. It sucks, too, because, like, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this from, like, a completely, un, I mean, because I agree 100%. I would say we probably all have the same stance on that. But it just sucks because, at least for me as a producer, I'm always listening to the beat a little more than you know, right. the lyrics. And so, like, the hardest motherfucking beats are on these shits where it's just they're talking all this shit. And right. I get it. That's a, realistically, the beat, a lot of the time, is the reason why people are gravitating towards something. Unless it's someone who actually is spitting some real shit. You know what I mean? Like, compared to just kill this motherfucker. Well, the that, thing that. is, it's getting too real. Like, it was, it's not like all pure entertainment no more. They're talking, like, real beefs, real people. They're, real, di- they're real dissing in songs. Kill. Yeah, it's like real shit that's happening. You know what I'm saying? So it's different. Before just like acting like you just a badass, like now they're like they're like talking about specific shit. You feel me? So I feel like that's where it's getting hella dangerous for rappers. Like, bro, being a rapper got to be the most dangerous job in the world. And it's like that's another thing I tell these rappers. I'll be like, bro, if this shit pops off, you better be ready for what comes with this shit, bro. Because you're gonna be getting, you think it's gonna be bad on the internet. It gets real in real life. <laughs> you feel me? Like, you don't worry about crazy. them comments, bro. Because if you really get popping, you're gonna be. You're going to see life change around you. You ain't going to be able to go to the store without people recognizing you. And half of them might might be love. might Some might be fake love. Some might be hate. You feel me? Like, right. 
you going like you, you might have be take, careful what you're going to get with this you ha, have you ever like is there like an anecdote like a personal little story about maybe an artist you were with that had some fucking in person crazy crazy shit bro you want to hear I remember the, I could tell you a story about me when I was talk to I was, us I was in Houston and I was out there right and I'm, I'm out there I did a show in Houston with Toes and Lucky Luciano and some right. other folks out there and it was like a big car show and I remember I'm, I'm off stage and I see this dude, like, he's, like, staring at me, like, big buff-ass dude, definitely been to prison. Like, he was in, in like, the crowd? Or yeah, all? he was with his lady. And he was, like, standing there hella buff and he was, like, like kept looking at me and I'm peeping him, you feel me? I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's tripping, like, I hope I don't know his bitch somehow or something, you feel <laughs> me? Like, I, didn't, I thought that's what it was. Right, right. And then this dude came up to me, he's like, hey, homie. He, like, tapped me on my shoulder, I'm like, what's up? He's like... My girl want to take a picture with you. <laughs> wow. And I was like. I'd be, I'd be fucking. Bro, I went the whole remember, the opposite way I thought it was going. Yo, like straight up, bro. Like, that was one time that I remember, like, I was, like, prepared to, like, get swung on or something. You feel me? I was like. Prepare for whatever the fuck is about to come. You feel hey. me? There's, like, a buff-ass, gangsta-ass looking dude. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. hey. My homegirl, he's like, my, my lady wants to take a picture with you. Hey, respect like, is it good? Respect, I'm like, though, respect. I told him, oh, hell yeah, it's good, bro. Come on, <laughs> yeah. come on, get in the picture too. Get in too. Hey, buddy, come on. Uh, I was like, bro, I'm about to get in some shit. Bro. That was a nice <laughs> unexpected ending to that <laughs> fucking story. For, for sure, sure. For sure. <laughs> I always tell that one, bro, because he was the motherfucker that you didn't want pointing at you with his girl saying, yeah, that's him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because it looked like she was saying, like, yeah, that's him. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, Jeez, it oh, shit, I'm about to get my ass whooped by this big but hey that also shows you the different vibe between texas and california because i swear to god that would never happen in california bro cali is like you got too crazy. much ego like, out fuck, here bro. fuck like, no bro like, that i felt like in texas like when i was doing my rap that's why in texas they really like respected and treated you like an artist out there like in california like the, the crowd thinks they're cooler than the rapper you feel oh, me like yeah like this motherfucker that's why when you said it, like I was like laughing because it's like eh, it's hard to imagine. Like, yeah, that's some Texas shit going to sure. shows. Out they show here. love in Texas. Hey, shout out Texas, but hella cheap. Everything seems cool. All about the shows that. that I've been to, and it, I mean, it's not an extensive list, but it's like every time it's like the artist is like sometimes they're putting some energy in. A lot of the times they're not, and then the crowd is doing even less. It's mm -hmm. like at the most oh, you'll see someone it's with their phone up. It out here. No, it, it like you know where it's, like, it's like that command Miami's like that too. Like, oh my God, the shows in Miami are terrible. Like, they're just really? unless, unless there, you're just... from some other city. Like, I didn't know that. Unless you're like from like the most popping rapper alive, like that's when you're popping. But if you're like a, a hometown dude or like a they're legend, not even a fuck. Bro, they don't give a fuck. I remember being like on tour with Ross, and then when we got to Miami, I was like, oh, this is gonna be the littest one. We had just sold out fucking arenas and shit. So I'm like, oh, this is gonna be crazy. And they're like, you must not know. You ain't never been to a show out here, huh? And I'm like. Nah, I ain't doing like that out here. And they're like, oh, they, they call it the crib. They go, oh, this the crib. <laughs> they don't show up to the crib. And I'm uh, like, what you uh, mean, bro? We, we didn't even sell out, bro. We didn't even sell out like half of a little arena. <laughs> and we had just sold out 30,000 people. And Rick Ross was at the height of his shit. Right. To them, like, they were just like, oh, we've been seeing this motherfucker for years. See, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that I was the vibe. Like, oh, we, we've we, been seeing this. He was at the nightclub last weekend. I was like, bro, how do we only sell out half of a fucking a little ass place when we just sold out 30,000 people in North Carolina. Hey, it's the like, hometown always hates the most. It, it it'd be like, like that sometimes. Uh, I don't honestly. know. Yeah. Now, I will say shows are absolutely a fucking hit or miss out here. Like, it, 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 most of the time. You have a buzzing thing. Something has to be buzzing about you. Like, you gotta have a hell of viral yeah, song or something. Something gotta be viral. Like, I will say, knows the words to it type shit. one of the most lit shows I went to that wasn't obviously like a fucking a major, like, you know, like something like that, it was the... Uh, it was a Draco show, and he had brought out a bunch of Bay Area artists because he was out here. He had brought out fucking R.B. Draco. I was there with uh, I was there with Toby, and he had brought out obviously Toby. He had brought out fucking uh, I'm trying to think the boy. There was like hell like there was there was way more too. Like I'm pretty sure Neff was there. Like it, it was just a whole gang of us. Something like that where it's like there's something way more noticeable than just like a headliner and then two other. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a roster type fucking yeah. Like hell of fucking. That's really the difference with like shows. I mean, and at the end, at the end of the day, like it kind of does still come come down to the crowd and like the people. The oh, ego for sure. Do that. Well, you know what it is too is that, I'll tell you one thing from my experience doing shows is being the first person to crack it is always the number one thing. Okay. If you got an artist that's starting to get buzzed and he ain't never done a show before, being the first motherfucker to bring bring him out, like that's how you really get shit popping. Like, mm -hmm. especially in the Bay, like if you're gonna deal with artists that aren't from the Bay, it's like 
look into the people that have never been here before. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. but that got a, a following. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're the motherfucker that brings them first. That'll be the most litest show they ever have there. Right. You feel me? Like, that is true. I do like. I feel like I see that method a lot. Like, so I never you gotta really find those little dudes. It's like, oh, he's hella popular out here, and he's never been here. Like, for instance, we just did that with Peso. We just booked Peso out here, so Peso Peso is gonna be out at Cupertino. Oh, okay, at okay. Antonio Arms uh, in November okay. for his tour. But that was an instance where I was like, you've never been to the Bay, like. Bro, they fuck with you out there. You feel me? Like, I was gonna say he's never like. I, for I, some reason, I thought it. he was from the Bay at first, nah, and then he's, I, I, he's, he's from, from like Texas, right? Okay, yes, yeah, the South. I but was I was like, when I found out he ain't been out here, I was like, oh no, we gonna bring you out here. Hey, shout out Peso Peso. Yeah, he goes crazy. Peso. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Manager Bree. Hell yeah. yeah. We're reaching towards the end here. I mean, before we cut out, you know, do our outro, whatever. I just want to kind of touch back on Tys. You know, I mean, rest in peace, by the way. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, so. As far as his album goes, right? Like, is there any, uh, any anything as far as info you want to uh, give out? I was going to ask, how soon are we looking for that? Yeah, so it's yeah, looking like September 29th, but we're looking to drop a video like a week before. So we actually have two unreleased videos of his actual videos, but then we also have... Um, <clears throat> we also have like other like visuals we're gonna put together. You know what I'm saying? Like with footage and whatnot, and probably shoot something in his hood, right. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna still be putting together visuals and they're gonna drop on his channel and we're gonna be pumping it through uh, his Instagram and whatnot. His Instagram's gonna kind of be like the place for official announcements and you know just official info on it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, well, hey, anyway, we can assist you guys if, if needed. You know what I mean? Let us oh, know, yeah. bro. Hell yeah. yeah, we'd love to help That's in smart. any type of way, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, uh, I appreciate you coming on with us, bro. It's been a good fucking talk. I'll say that. For sure. Nah, yeah, for sure. Hey, for and sure. we're gonna do a TYS documentary too, so. Say, oh yeah, together. you know, That's hey, I I gotta be a part. I got man, come on. You gotta hit me up for that for sure. I want to be part of that most yes, definitely. Sir, we gonna tell the story, man. For sure, for sure. Well, I appreciate you, my boy. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Jeez. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate. Uh, you. And that was it. <laughs>